Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Have you ever heard someone make a statement that absolutely made you afraid? Have you ever heard someone make a statement that made you feel very anxious? It, it created a, a, mount, a, a, a great amount of worry inside of you. Have you ever heard someone make a statement that was absolutely terrifying to you? Have you ever heard someone make a statement that was absolutely frightening? Have you? I'm guessing that there's been at some point in your life, someone made a statement and it made you afraid. It made you anxious. It made you start worrying. It created fear. It created maybe it made you terrified. Maybe you considered it frightening. I'm assuming that's had to happen to you at least once in your life. Maybe, maybe you're, you've been able to escape that, but many times in my life, something has been said and it created those emotions and I don't want to sound hyperbolic. I don't, I don't want to use hyperbole here, but let's just say may, maybe I can't go all the way with terrifying or frightening. I don't know. Maybe I can't. Let me just say this. I just saw a headline with a statement that someone supposedly made that has at least given me great concern. And with that, let me welcome everyone to the Theology Central podcast for this Tuesday, June the 28th, 2022. It is currently 5.26 p.m. Central Time. Now, if you know anything about this podcast, if you know anything about the Theology Central podcast, there is a theme that I return to over and over and over and over and over and over again. And that theme is that the American church has been politically hijacked that the American church has become distracted and hijacked with political ideology, and that the church in many cases has prostituted itself to, well, the world of politics. It's prostituted itself for political power and political influence, and that the church has, in a sense, stopped stopped being the bride of Christ, and it's become, well, the mistress of, For politicians, it's given itself over to politicians and saying, here, you know, whatever you need, you use us as long as we can get some things from it. And what the church has decided is that the world doesn't look very godly anymore. What the church has decided is that the world is ungodly and that it hates Christianity and it rejects biblical morality and that it's rejected the biblical teaching on sexuality or it's rejected all of these things. And the church has decided, well, guess what? We've got to fight this. We've got to take a stand against it. So where can we find the power to stand against it? Where can we find the way that we can push this back and we can impose a a biblical morality on this fallen and messed up world? They found it in, well, in the world of politics and in politicians. And that's what we've turned to to fight these things. We've, We've turned to fleshly and carnal methods to fight spiritual problems and that we have constantly are fighting symptoms instead of going after the disease and that the church has been so politically hijacked that in many cases we've abandoned the gospel, we've abandoned Bible Bible concepts, we've, we've abandoned theology and doctrine, and we're giving ourselves over to culture wars and political victories. I talk about that all the time. 
I talk about Christian nationalism and how I am gravely concerned about the dangers of Christian nationalism in this country and what the implications it has for biblical Christianity. Because here's what happens when the church gets politically hijacked, when Christian nationalism starts coming in, biblical Christianity gets erased. It gets wiped off the face of the earth. And what's what takes its place is this mutated form of Christianity that's more political than it is biblical. It's more political than it is theological. It's more ideological driven than it is gospel focused. It's more man-centered than Christ exalting. This is what happens when this takes place. So I've constantly warned about Christian nationalism, the political hijacking of the church. I've I've complained about it, complained about it, yelled about it. I, I keep telling Christians we need to be more influenced by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John than Tucker Carlson, Glenn Beck, and Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. We've got to get back to a biblical mindset. I say these things. Sometimes it feels like I'm just screaming into the wind. It feels like that you know there's a hurricane coming. Like there's a there's a there's a, a gigantic hurricane, the greatest you know the biggest hurricane that we've seen in, in maybe decades. And there it is. It's right there at the shore, and I'm standing on the beach, and I'm just screaming into the hurricane. And you know what your screams are to to a hurricane? It's absolutely vanity. It's vain. It's meaningless. It's useless. It's worthless. And that's what sometimes I feel like that. I'm here talking into a microphone, into a hurricane, a world that is so, the church that's so politically minded that they don't even hear anything. Uh, They don't even hear a, a sound of what I am saying because, well, they can't hear or see because they've been so hijacked by this political mindset. I've been talking about this in so many different ways. No, the one thing I've tried to do is I've tried not to let my desire to fight the political hijacking of the church to hijack me from the gospel. See, one thing, you can be politically hijacked by the church and then you can become yourself hijacked in your attempt to fight the political hijacking of the church. You can say, look, Christian Christian nationalism is everywhere. Okay, great. You are against Christian nationalism, but in a sense, Christian nationalism is still hijacked you because you're dedicating all of your time and all your focus and fighting it instead of spiritual growth, uh, prayer, fasting, Bible study, scripture memorization, scripture meditation. So in other words, in some cases, you can be politically hijacked or hijacked by Christian nationalism, and you're going along with it, or you can be hijacked with a fight against it. And so I've tried to maintain a balance here, right? Like we do podcast episodes where we may talk about things going on in the culture, but I go right back to Bible study exercises. I go right back to our current series and 30 scriptures in 30 days. And then a new series that we're kind of, that's kind of emerging is a discussion about spiritual pride. I can immediately go to those things to balance it out because if I'm not careful, I won't be spiritually focused. I won't be gospel focused. I'll be fight. I'll spend all of my time fighting these things that I'm against. And those things will then still have a profoundly negative impact on my spiritual life. But the church has got to get back to, to being a church, not culture warriors, not, not fighting all of these things, but getting back to the Bible and the gospel and preaching and teaching and discipling and scripture memorization and prayer and fasting. These things that are just like Christianity 101. Now, I say all of this because at 3.52 p.m. from the website The Hill, 
we re, re oh man, we read these words. Lauren Bobert, Lauren Bobert says she is tired of separation between church and state. The church is supposed to direct the government. What? Representative Lauren Boebert, Republican, has said, is, I, there's a quote right here, that she's tired of the separation between church and state and that the church is supposed to direct the government. That is frightening. That makes me worried. That creates some form of anxiety. That makes me scared. And it makes me like, what is happening? That the church is supposed to direct the government? Do you really believe that? Now, I, I, look, I don't know what Lauren Boebert thinks. I don't know what Lauren Boebert thinks. Uh, ever, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I, I can't. I just got to read this again. That Lauren Boebert is tired of separation between church and state. This is an elected official in the United States government saying she's tired of the separation of church and state, and she thinks the church is supposed to direct the government. Okay, well, what about a mosque or Islam directing the government? What about Hinduism directing the government? What about Jehovah's Witnesses directing the government? What about Mormons directing? What about Satanists directing the government? The church. When you say the church, are you saying what? 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 Which denomination? Catholicism, Greek Orthodox, Baptist, Presbyterians? Does she has she not read a book on church history that whenever how you just read anything about church history, when church and state merges, people start dying. Church and state merges, then hey, we're going to make we're going to make heresy. We're going to make false doctrine a crime that will be prosecuted by the federal government. Okay, well, if Catholics are in charge, Protestants start dying. If Protestants are in charge, Catholics start dying. Well, if Lutherans are in charge, Anabaptists or Baptists may start dying. If Baptists are in charge, the Lutherans may start dying. If if Baptists are in charge, Presbyterians may start dying. If Presbyterians are in charge, Baptists may start dying. If Calvinists are in charge, the, the uh, Arminians may start dying. If the Arminians are in charge, Calvinists may start dying. It's an absolutely frightening concept. Now, we got to read about this. We got to read about it. Now, I, I want you to understand that I literally just saw this quote minutes ago. Minutes ago. I, I, I was downstairs in my study and thinking, okay, what am I going to do? I, I, I was working on creating the artwork for our series on spiritual pride and trying to get some feedback going, okay, well, it's not great, but it's going to work because it's, it's already the proper dimensions and everything. Okay, I'm just going to go with it. And then I, so I, I, I get that done and I'm like, okay, so what do I do? It's, it's, you know, it's after five, it's Tuesday, let's see. Well, I, I see, I want to watch that. I want to listen to this. I'm just trying to think about what I'm going to do. Because I'm very, I'm very picky about my time. And so I have to start scheduling everything out. And then all of a sudden I look down and I see this Lauren Boebert says that she is tired of separation between church and state. The, uh, the church is supposed to direct the government. And I just literally just like, I, I almost just wanted to, I just wanted to throw my iPad, smash it in a million pieces and like, okay, someone buy me a ticket. Let me get out of the United States of America while the chance, while, while the getting out is still good. I mean, I know that's a little bit of hyperbole. I know that's a little hyperbolic, but I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. I, this, this, this is crazy. This, this is crazy. 
right, let's read a little bit about this and see, see maybe, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm overreacting. So let's take a deep breath. Now, I don't think I'm overreacting about Christian nationalism and, and po- the political hijacking of the church. Look, I, I know I will get emails and, no, well, you need to be worried about critical race theory. You need to be worried about wokeism. No, I think I need to be worried about the political hijacking of the American church and Christian nationalism. That's what I'm more fearful of. But okay, that's a whole different discussion, right? Now, now I'm now, okay, I got to take a deep breath. Got to remain calm here. Here we go. Representative. Lauren Boebert, Republican. Is she from Colorado? I can't remember. Says she is tired of the long-standing separation between church and state in the U.S., adding that she believes the church is supposed to direct the government. In a Sunday speech at the Cornerstone Christian Center and Basalt, Colorado, ahead of her primary election on Tuesday, Boebert argued that the government is not supposed to direct the church, falsely claiming that dividing religion from the system of government was not what the founding fathers intended. Okay. First, I pray that she is not reelected. And I would prefer her to be elected out of any political office so she cannot take her insane ideas and do any more damage. I'm not worried about the country. Do any more damage to Christianity, all right? I don't want her associate. I don't want her speaking as if she's somehow a spokesman for Christianity in the public square because this is horrific and horrible. This hurts people's perception of Christianity because these kind of comments make Christianity appear to be nothing more than a political movement in order to take over and try to force Christianity through the imposition of political law and political force. That turns out that that creates a hostility towards the church, not because of the cross, not because of Christ, not because of biblical morality, but they see us as a political enemy that must be destroyed. And that is not good for anyone. So I want, I don't want her to be reelected in any way, shape or form. I don't. But there's a couple of things here. She was speaking at the Cornerstone Christian Center. Why is she speaking at a Christian Center? Why? Why? Why would a Christian Center have a politician up there saying utterly ridiculous things? I don't know. Maybe we can find the speech. I'm assuming it should be easy to find. Then maybe we'll have to do a review of it. I don't know if I can stand that. I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. But may, maybe, maybe, okay? I don't know. But here, let's read this again. So in a Sunday speech, at the Cornerstone Christian Center in Basalt, Colorado, it's B-A-S-A-L-T, so if I'm saying it incorrectly, I apologize. Ahead of her primary election on Tuesday, Bobert argued that the government is not supposed to direct the church, falsely claiming that dividing religion from the system of government was not what the founding fathers intended. And I quote, I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk. That's not in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like they say it does. Bobert said, earning a round of applause from the audience. Now, if I'm in a Christian center and I hear someone standing up pre- teaching this, I would, I, okay, I would, uh, I would leave. I would leave. I would not make a scene. I would leave. 
I would get in the car and I would drive like I'm trying to get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. I know you're like, you're comparing it to Sodom and Gomorrah. Well, if Sodom and Gomorrah was filled with unrighteousness and sin, this is filled with an absolutely just as evil and wicked ideology and concept that is nothing but destructive to biblical Christianity. I want you to hear what I'm saying. It is destructive to biblical Christianity because it turns Christianity into nothing more than a political ideology. It stops becoming a theological concept. It becomes a political concept, and therefore the gospel gets destroyed. And what's replaced, the gospel gets replaced with basically nothing more than theistic moralism. That's what it becomes. Let me read this again. I'm tired of, I'm going to quote this again. I am tired of this separation of church and state junk. That's not in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like they say it does, Bobert said, earning a round of applause from the audience. telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this, 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 this is not good. All right. Uh, Bobert faces a GOP primary challenge from state Senator Don Corum and Colorado's third district. So yeah, she's from Colorado, but has far outraised her opponent in the campaign and expected to triumph on Tuesday, according to the election watch, watch, watch your 538. Okay. Well, that would be good if I hope so. I, I mean, look, I'm sorry. There's too many. She has said so many outrageous things that we could do a podcast a day on it. I I don't I don't I want I want I don't want her. No, I don't. I, no, 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 no. Has nothing to do with me. I I don't. I, I'm not involved in politics. I don't vote. But I don't want that that kind of concept. It's got to go. It's just it's it, it's got to go. And it doesn't need to be preached in a Christian center. Um, the concept of separation between church and state is derived from the Establishment Clause in the Bill of Rights, which says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. Roger Williams, who founded Rhode Island, was the first to decipher the clause as a wall or hedge of separation between the wilderness of the world and the garden of the church. In 1802, then-President Thomas Jefferson penned a letter to the Danbury Baptist Association in Connecticut in which he wrote, The American public has built a wall of separation between church and state. States have long adhered to the principle since Jefferson's letter. The Supreme Court applied the clause to states with the 14th Amendment and has used the doctrine to uphold such a wall. Wall. However, the current high court, which is a conservative majority, has recently ruled increasingly in support of religion in public spaces. The Supreme Court this month struck down a main policy that prohibited re- religious schools from receiving taxpayer-funded tuition aid and ruled in a favor of a football coach in Washington State who prayed at a 50-yard line after public ga- uh, school games. Now, let me just say a couple of things about these two concepts. Just so that you know, if you want the government to give money to religious schools, then don't get upset if they're giving them to an Islamic school or a Hindu school, or even if the satanic church wants to start a school and they get federal funding, any religion should be given that federal funding and that anyone who wants to go to a religious school should be able to get whatever that federal funding goes to. You can't get upset and get mad. And if you've, got a, if you've got a coach who's saying prayers, you can't get mad if the coach is a Muslim and he's praying to Allah. Or if the, the 
coach is the member of the satanic church and he wants to say some prayer to Satan. Or if the person is a witch and wants to give some incantation to their deity, then you can't get mad. The freedoms you demand are the freedoms you give. The freedoms you take away are the freedoms you you give up. You sacrifice yourself. So many Christians demand freedoms, but they don't they want to deny them to others. No, can you imagine if a if a if a Isla, if a if a Muslim man was was kneeling down and praying as a football coach? Some, some in some communities, Christians would lose their mind and like, absolutely not. You're not going to be promoting Islam to my kids. Well, you got no problem if a coach is praying to if he's a Christian coach praying. All I'm saying is. If you, if you want the freedom, you got to give the freedom. You deny the freedom, you sacrifice the freedom. Now, we can get to a whole discussion about separation of church and state, and they go into a little bit of discussion about it, how it's used, what it's not used. Look, I strongly in favor of it. I don't want the government in the church, and I don't want the church necessarily in the government. I, I don't want the church directing the government, controlling the government. What I want the church to do is preaching the gospel. What I want the church to do is disciple Christians. What I want the church to do is to properly celebrate the Lord's Supper in a correct biblical manner, administer baptism in what I believe is a biblical manner. I want the church to be involved in prayer, fasting, praise, and preaching. That's prayer, praise, Fasting, preaching, that proclamation, discipleship, all the different things that the Bible calls the church to do. It, the church has not called nowhere to establish some kind of theocracy, some kind of Christian nationalism. And Jesus doesn't go around telling the disciples, here's what we got to do. We got to get in public office. We got to recapture, you got to recapture Rome for Jesus. We, we, none of that nonsense. Go and preach. Equip saints so they will no longer be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Teaching them to obey. You preach, you baptize, then you teach to obey. It's not about getting laws passed. It's not about creating a a, a Christian morality and placing it upon the unregenerate. The unregenerate need the gospel. They don't need morality. (sighs) What's frightening is not that Lauren Boebert said it because she has said, I mean, I'm sorry. She's just said some crazy things, okay? I I don't know how else to say it. She said some insane things. We've talked about her before. Now, to be fair, I I don't know what her faith is. I don't know. if If she's a believer, please pray that she could get discipled and become more gospel-centered and not conspiratorial-centered and not be trying to fix this world through political means, and she would focus on the Bible and the things of God, okay? I, I just pray for her spiritually. And while we're praying for her spiritually, though, I'm still going to stand opposed to this, this, these nonsensical ideas that she puts forth. But what would frighten me is, is that's her. Let's set her aside for a moment. You heard that in the article, the people applauding it. How many people in your church would applaud the concept? Here's what I challenge you to do. On social media, if you have a social media account, I don't know how many followers you have, ask them, do you believe the church should be directing the government? And just see what they say. 
Do you, hey, do you, are you tired of this? Are, you can say it almost in there. Are you tired of this, you know, separation between church and state? Are you tired of this? Do you think the church should be directing the state and see how many say yes? I'm hoping that, that my experiment is going to just prove to be like, well, everyone said absolutely not. I, 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 I'm hoping that you're going to report back. I know we got someone who teaches Sunday school. I think we have two individuals who teach a Sunday school. I know who listen to us. We got people who probably have social media accounts that who knows how many followers. Just start asking your And if you do on social media, you may not want to do it in an open thing. Just message all of your individual Christian friends, you know, and if all of your friends or followers are Christians, then just ask in a general way and just say, hey, are you tired of the separation between church and state? Do you feel that the church should be directing the state or, or should the church should be directing the government? Are you tired of the separation between church and state? And do you feel the church should be directing the government? And if it's an over, if it's over 50% of professing believers saying yes, or if your church over 50% is saying yes, you need immediately, I mean immediately, immediately find your pastor and say, we got to talk. Do you, this is what's happening in this church. And if your pastor's like, well, I agree, well, then just say, thank you so much for everything you've done for me. Thank you so much for everything you've done for my family. We really appreciate you, but we got to go. We got to get as far away from this place as possible. We got to go. We, we, it's goodbye. We, we have to leave. We got to run because that means something's n- not right. I'm hoping this is just Lauren Boebert. I'm just her, just, I'm just, it's just another crazy thing she said. But what scares me is the people in the Christian center applauded. Hopefully, the, if we find audio or video of it, maybe it's just kind of like, you know, like four or five people going, yay, and everybody else is kind of going, what is happening? I'm hoping it's not like everybody's like, yeah, and it's just like across, the, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you would expect it from an audience at a, who is at a Christian center listening to a Republican representative, Lauren Boebert. I mean, if you're at a Christian center to hear her speak on, was that on a Sunday? On a Sunday, I, I guess, was that the sermon? I don't know. I, I thought Christians were against women. Maybe she wasn't preaching. Hey, as long, hey Beth Moore, it, the, the, the men in the church won't get mad at you and you won't get accused of doing anything wrong if you'll just become a politician then you can preach at the church on Sunday and then everyone will love it okay I, okay yeah I'm a little bit being sarcastic but okay I I don't know what to say we I don't want the church directing the government I want the church to be the church right I want the church to be the church. It's what I want. We supposedly have transcendent morality, transcendent truth, the gospel, salvation, hope, joy. We're supposed to have the, the world out there is like a desert. It's like a it's like an absolute desert and, and there's no life and everything is dead. And the church is supposed to be this oasis. It's supposed to be a garden where there is hope and peace and joy and forgiveness and salvation. And, 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 but we, uh, we want them to come to us. We don't, tr- you don't get what the God, what the church is and everything that we have. You don't accomplish that through political means, that's fleshly means. We, the, it's through the proclamation, it's preaching, it's prayer, it, it's, it's, it's loving our enemy, turning the other cheek, preaching and praying. It's that kind of thing. I, I don't know what's happened, but I, I'm just going to stop right there because it's just, 
Wow. Uh, in conclusion, Lorraine Bobert, Lauren, Lauren Bobert, I want to say Lorraine, but Lauren Bobert says she's tired of the separation between church and state, and the church is supposed to direct the government. We've got to do everything in our power to purge this political hijacking and Christian nationalism from Christianity. We've got to get back. We've got to bring back and restore biblical Christianity. And it's going to require everyone doing their part. Give me your thoughts. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. We may talk about this at a later time. Thank you for listening. God bless.